Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Listen here. I haven't been violent yet. This might be the most dice I've ever rolled. I might be dead. Kellumvor's got your boy. Take that, you bastard. Kieran, go fly towards the invisible creature. Take a route. I could die here. Make a saving throw against death. This is free beer here. Get Torin out of here. I gotta get in there. In true Doran fashion, not just once, but a few times. Let's show us Fog Cloud. And he turns to Red and he says, I'm gonna run around back, see if I can get in through the kitchen. Kraloth, this isn't a time for food. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, I have a plan. <laughs> shame this is episode 80 knock back a few mvp this week is adam kodega who tweeted us the other week thanking us amongst others for helping him with his first time gming well done adam we want to hear all about it if you're enjoying dice shame or our other shows the invictus stream or malevolent please consider supporting us on patreon We've got rewards for every tier of support, from guaranteed seats at convention RPG tables, to hearing your names as an NPC on the show, to insider video content and advanced access to episodes. Take a look! And thanks to everyone who's supported us so far on our journey. None of this would be possible without you. Thank you so much! Alright, should we get down to business? a sneaking suspicion that some of you have different habits in terms of maintaining your character sheets. Huh? Maintaining? What? No, I have no habits. <laughs> it's the lack of habits. That's, uh... that's actually kind of true. I am a big supporter of like digital. And I know you and I, Joe, differ on this because you like filling it out with a pen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So... It's very tactile for me. For me, I'm the total opposite. I like having it completely online. I've even edited the PDF so it sort of suits my needs. Yeah, you customized a form-fillable PDF. Oh, yeah. Oh. I have like bubbles that I can cross out for counting my you know ranger uses in a day mm-hmm. and things like that. Hmm. That's me. And then what I do is in my folder, 
of game files slash Red Hand and Robin, there's like version 1.1, which is level 10, version uh, 1.2, level 15. And I just constantly update it and then print off the latest copy. Why do you have a level 15 Red Handed Robin? Oh, dreaming. He's a little bit beyond you guys. Uh, <laughs> he, he does his own thing. Those are uh, his aspirations. Yeah. <laughs> I should say episode. I usually go episode and level. So I'm like, as of episode 60, this is That's what Red's cool. doing. Yeah. When I say that I don't have habits, it's kind of actually accurate because I've just got so I've got all my numbers and things and I've got plus threes and stuff and pencils and then added feats added on. Mm-hmm. And uh and then I also have just random names written around <laughs> the page. Uh, Tell I even, me what they are. Oh, uh, we got we got Fairglass, we got Farah and Turley, we got Shaxel, Avgar, Jeff. Uh just like random names. And uh I also I don't even have my character level right. It's six and it's crossed out and then I have seven next to it. <laughs> Question mark. So I mean there's there's a difference because we were we started playing in person and so I had to set it up so that I could yeah. bring it in a folder to come and play mm. in person. And so I, I do have printed sheets, but I've also got like a, a Word document that's got like titles and headings and things that's got all oh my stuff God. on it. Yeah. You know, well you gotta yeah. know what's in your component pouch versus your regular pouch versus your backpack versus on Amakir. You you that's, just that's need to right. know where your stuff is yeah yeah definitely right you're right about that uh and then i've i've got a a a google photos drive with all my spells and stuff i don't know i it's that's amazing rob that's so cool that's pretty cool it's over the top just like jack (laughs) yeah no i think that's really really fun the amount of thought that you put into it is really inspiring actually it is that's a good way of putting it justin it's inspiring what are your notes though are your notes oh like do you handwrite or for for a while i was handwriting them and then like trying to transcribe them into something that was in character for the first like handful of episodes because that was a fun way to sort of Mm -hmm. play while not playing but i've mostly just gone to handwriting them and and putting them in my binder so i've got a binder full of handwritten notes from all the other stuff dude for my notes i have just a cambridge book or whatever that i like write out all my leads spiral bound so that i can yeah spiral bound so that i can just like Uh, i'm also also using cambridge fine products that they offer Uh, but uh, this is a a scratch pad that with terrible pages that (laughs) yeah these are terrible as well not like awful but oh man those (laughs) terrible pages yeah alex what is your notebook brand um microsoft word 97 (laughs) oh Also, I just I just realized my pen is called Stabilo, and I'm pretty into that. Stabilo, hey Stabilo, it's a a pretty good. I'm into it. Stabilo, this page that is funny because we did recently talk about uh, a pen trans. Yeah, that's right, pen trans. (laughs) So welcome to Stationary Chat Part Two. Yeah, they got they got in contact with us and offered us a sponsorship. That's right. They said they loved what we're doing. What I didn't tell you is that pen trans. It's somebody somebody I know. And oh. it's like so so it isn't just random random, but they were mm. like, here, this is one of these random gifts that you know people will connect with you and say, Here's a sample pen. And so, so she it's gave a it gift to me. pen. Yeah. Maybe they're an RPG fan and maybe one day they'll hear well, this. Well they're not. But I'm gonna let them know that, that <laughs> How do you know that? How do you know? Did you ask them? Maybe yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I know them really well, and they're not. Maybe they don't know they're an RPG fan yet. I mean, maybe you've got a duty to run a game for them and, and bring, make them an RPG fan. They're like a couple in their 60s. So. And they're in their 60s. You know, that's that's so. your work around the coffee, coffee yeah, table. Maybe. <laughs> Do that. Hi, Linda from Pentrans. Do you mind if I come <laughs> over and run an RPG? <laughs> Funny, it is, it's Lynn. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, good, good. Guessed. How do you keep your notes, Alex? I've got my folder here, SKT for the Storm King Thunder, and I've got good. all sorts of notes. I've got maps and, and you know, pictures of what Doran looks like, as well as Doran Iron Fist character level one, two, four, seven base, seven printed, seven printed for play, and then seven printed for play recent episode and i just always use the recent episode mm-hmm. uh because that's the one and i i'm like harlan i'm all online and i'm using you know like a acrobat pdf and for this i'll just go in and add little tidbits of information here and there and i've also got circles like literally o's that i put a little x through for like you know the number i use my combat superiority and i should clarify that the reason alex does this is because I put his character into my edited PDF <laughs> and then sent it to him. <laughs> so those, you know, those I'm, I'm convinced it's been it's been a year. I can probably move entirely online. Also, it would probably be how I'd I'd prefer to do. Yeah, it. I should clarify. 
that I'm not entirely online, I, I do print out my sheets. I just keep the files online. Like, I mm. put everything on my sheet as I get it, and then I update it at the end of the episode with my mm. online. Alex's many iterations on the level seven character sheet, though, yeah. uh, have me thinking. We've been level seven for quite some time. Too long. Yeah. Some might say. Um, Months. Is, I, is that a foreshadow? Or a five <laughs> shadow? Oh, my God. You read my mind. We're the same person. Well, the adventure is is milestone leveling. Yeah. So because we've been jam-packing so much content in, we just haven't hit the milestone where you guys are going to level, which is why I gave you those feats earlier so yes, that you're still you. feeling like there's some amount of progression in your characters. I think we're okay, though. This To me, this is not about the goalpost. This is about the journey along the way. Exactly. I'm happy totally. to play 100 episodes at level 7, Same. so long as we're being interesting and stuff. I, I feel like we're at a good point, too, where we feel powerful enough to be able to tackle a bunch of things and not so powerful that nothing you throw at us is a challenge. I mean, that that ice fight a few episodes ago, you know, where literally oh, yeah, Thorne and Kralov went was... in the drink. Oh, yeah. yeah. that was And that was, was just a few episodes ago. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. It was a good one. Um, regardless... In order to level up, we must play the game. Yeah. Let's do Whoa. it. Play the game of D and D. Don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> don't hate either. No, I don't. I don't. It's just the saying. But I, I guess my last comment about the notes is I'm very much like <laughs> fucking like Alex, jo- Justin. I've got like these na- <laughs> yeah. random names. Good. All right. Now let's thank do it. you. That makes me feel now better. Let's, do let's let's do it. Let's do it now. The whole thought was made. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's so Alex. I am not a smart dwarf. <laughs> Back at the Copper Cup Fest Hall, it's coming up on noon. I think Torn and Jack are are like smiling and laughing as all of their in jokes feel like really natural like there's that like moment of oh okay they're doing a thing together and there's that like we've never been apart kind of moment where it's it's just like you know every every other thing is a uh some sort of celebration of doing a thing together Mm. it's almost like a a rush of like having to cram in as much jovial yeah uh, time as possible and maybe neither of them want to stop and think too much about it and just like enjoy the moment so you and Torin are tackling things on his to-do list all morning. He's going through the entire inventory of different exotic liquors behind the bar right now with you. The two of you opening every unsealed bottle and like smelling the contents and tasting it and like sampling them. And <laughs> you realize like some of these were fucked with yeah. essentially. Um, so it's like kind of fun work where you're like, you this one's a, got imp shit. In yeah, it. you take a sip and you're like, "This is full of salt. That's awful. I can't believe we were serving this to people." You know what I mean? Like, clearly, it's like April Fool's Day joke type shit. Like, none of them are poisoned, but uh, he'll like pull a wry face at one and set it aside and be like, "Oh yeah, this one's fine, Jack. Totally to try it." And yeah. like do a spit take. Um, and and, and there, there's definitely a pile of these ones are for Doran. And, and the ones that like he won't even notice, and the ones that are like this one might be the prank I'll mix in. But they're yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only a few patrons in the tap room at this time of day, considering the recent downturn in business. So Torin, uh, knowing that you and he will be able to uh, easily tend to the few people in the bar, Torin's asked the few remaining staff to attend to other matters upstairs for the moment. And you've seen his to-do list, like repairing mm-hmm. broken furniture, sewing up the ripped drapes, locating the source of a foul smell, all kinds of like imp-related, imp-derived mm-hmm. mischief that needs tending to. The front door bangs open and six figures crowd the entryway looking around. The man in front, a shorter, pasty-skinned man with a thick neck and a heavy axe poking over his shoulder, makes a beeline for the bar. Point to your strongest for me and my crew. Sure thing, friend. Um, welcome to the Copper Cup. Torin straightens up. He starts yeah. helping you, Jack, slide pint glasses of dark brew over to the, yeah. the six new customers. How do you feel about this table just over there by the window? It's got... See, right by the fire. Seems perfect for you. The other members of the group ignore you. They fan out and make themselves at home throughout the bar. 
tiefling woman with her cloak's hood thrown back to reveal mm. her curling black horns retrieves a pint glass and delicately rests her tailbone on the edge of a nearby table. A set of twin men with sandy brown hair and roguish grins flank the bar. Uh-huh. A dark woman with green eyes in a black silk vest ignores the drinks entirely and quietly ascends partway up the left staircase. The final dude, a half-orc who must be seven feet tall, remains in the doorway with his arms crossed. Hmm. The pasty-skinned man with the axe drains the end of his pint and scrapes a muscle-bound bare forearm across his mouth before banging the glass loudly on the bar. Do they look like locals, or are they from out of town? They have the clothing that look like they are cut from water Davian cloth and fashion. Hmm. Delicious! Excellent! Just what I needed. What do you think, lads? The twins smile even more widely. Saboke, you agree? Who's in charge here? You? What, what, what's this about? How much for the whole place? Looks a little run down, a little quiet, a little down on his luck. Maybe a little, how should I say, ripe? <laughs> We're in the market. Torin straightens up, wary. The tiefling laughs at him. Uh, the copper cup is not for sale. This festal has been in my family many generations, so it's just... (laughs) Lad, everyone has a price. You can even name yours. How do I start about the bidding? How do I... about um, How about 100 gold? And, and, we'll spare your lives. Hell, we'll even throw in the lives of your staff. And he nods at Jack. And your customers, what do you say? Fair bargain? Jack snaps his fingers, and there's this illusion of fire licking off of his entire person... You don't want to fuck with this bar, friend. It's, it's the wrong day and the wrong century. Why don't you just turn around and fuck off? Everybody roll for initiative. All right. Rob, what'd Jack get? He got an 11 for initiative. Us too? I would like to take everyone's initiative because at this very moment, our crew of intrepid adventurers are actually right across the street from the Copper Cup making their way here. So, uh, Justin, what did Kraloth get? An eight. Alex, what about Doran? A 19 for Doran. 19. And Harlan? Dirty 20. Nicely done. Dirty. All right, Jack, you started this fight off with a little bit of prestidigitry. Yeah. Why don't you roll an intimidation check for me? I'd love to. Can I get an advantage on it because it's all illusory and and badass? Probably not. I think real fire is scarier than fake fire. Oh, I I just meant to to be like, you're not fucking with a bartender. You're fucking with a goddamn wizard. That's the intimidation. Mm. That's the implied threat. It's not about the fire. It's about the magic. Anyways, I got an eight. It's not about the fire. It's about the magic. (laughs) That's a t-shirt. That is a t-shirt. The tiefling who is resting her tailbone on the very far side of the table, close to the bar, responds in kind by multiplying. She laughs at you, Jack, snaps her fingers, and she becomes four tieflings. Ooh. Mm. Can I identify that spell? Like, do I know what... Why don't you roll Arcana? 20. List for me your... Second level spells that you have in your spell book. Flaming Sphere, Gust of Wind, Levitate, Misty Step, Shatter, Suggestion, Crown of Madness. This is probably an illusion spell. You're not sure exactly which one, but you don't think she's actually created extra companions to fight with her. My intent was just to, because I, I want to counterspell it. That's, my, that's where I'm going with this. I wanted to like, just say no. Ah, but I, I wanted to make sure it wasn't like a cantrip that she was fucking around with, that it was, you know, wor- worthy of the counterspell. This is not a cantrip. I think I'm just going to look at her and say no and counterspell her magic. All right. So the spell is not greater than third level. So automatically you do counterspell this effect. And as you see like these multiples sort of popping out of her body and occupying spaces beside her in the tavern, you just easily sort of brush them aside and these illusory multiples disappear. I'm telling you, this is your last chance. Get the fuck out. The shorter pale man in the armor that's kind of ripped he's like pulled the sleeves off this armor so that you can see like his big biceps Mm -hmm. he responds by launching himself over the bar at you uh jack okay he vaults over the bar 
and then in the same action draws his great axe off of his back and he attacks you with it. Mm-hmm. That's going to be 16 to hit. A 16 will hit, yeah. You take eight slashing damage. Okay. And then he attacks you again. Yep. 22 to hit. That will hit. You take 13 slashing damage. Oof. Yeah, that's not great. Sounds like he lands a couple of serious blows with an axe. He does. He does. It's Torin's turn. At this, Torin grabs some of the bottles from the bar behind him and throws them at the captain to defend you. Aww. He's going to make, I mean, he's not a fighter. So these yeah. are all going to be like attacks with improvised weapons with which he is not proficient. Mm-hmm. But he throws a bottle at this captain, this bandit captain, uh, and he misses <laughs> with a four, unfortunately. And then he's going to like move behind one of these bottle racks and kind of take cover. The woman who's ascended the staircase on the left side of the copper cup leans out over the railing on the staircase, and she's got a crossbow trained in your direction, Jack. Mm-hmm. And she just says, you're outnumbered. Yep. Torin is like, Jack, what do we do? Just hang tight. <laughs> uh, and she's going to hold her action. Jack, it's your turn. I'm going to do Joe's favorite. I'm going to cast Fog Cloud. Hey. Of course you are. <laughs> good use, though. Good use. It is a good That's a good call, call yeah. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. Let's show us Fog Cloud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I think Jack says, yeah, I am outnumbered, but I'm not outclassed, and I'm just going to snap my fingers, and the room fills with fog. It starts to. The room starts to fill with fog, and then you hear the tiefling laughing again. And similarly to the way that her illusory forms started to exit her body and then were dispelled, this fog starts to rise from the ground and then just vanishes. Mm, As your spell is also counterspelled. Well played. It's a wizard battle. Could you imagine if there was an entire fight of counterspelling? It's kind of cool, actually. And just back and forth, like you can't do anything. Oh, yeah? No. <laughs> counter, counter, counter. Yeah, I, I think Jack keeps a steady face and, and sort of mentally instructs Kieran to dash over and get Torin out of here and have the familiar sort of go with him, take the defend action while he can and sort of urge them to get the, get the F out. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's the rest of the rabble's turn. So we have our half-orc by the door who remains there in place with his arms crossed. He, like, peeks out the window. And actually, as he does, he spots a couple of adventurers making their way up the street. Doesn't think too much of it. Waterdeep is full of a whole assortment of different kinds of people. A lot of people looking capable in a lot of ways. But this guy is, uh, he's watching the doors, essentially. He's just keeping a lookout. And Kraloth, Red, Doran, you see that the doors of the Copper Cup Fest Hall are closed and you spot a tall figure standing in front of them. Meanwhile, in the bar, the twins with the sandy brown hair, these other bandits who are flanking either side of the bar, one of them, quite like his captain, sort of vaults over the top of the bar, spraying glass and liquid everywhere and he comes up on Torin and he's going to try to grapple him. Torin's got to make a contested strength check. Ooh. Uh that's a natural one. I'm sorry, Torin. Oh no. The bandit grapples Torin so he's got him in like a headlock. Uh and the other bandit comes around and tries to do the same to you, Jack. Sure. A bunch of bullies. Ooh. Second natural one. So Ah. How do you do on this grapple check? I got an 8. You squirm free of this bandit's grasp, someone who had underestimated you and your nimble qualities. All right, top of the order, we got our tiefling mage. She is going to reassess who the biggest threat in this bar is, and she vanishes. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to save my reaction for shield. (laughs) I think it's my plan. I guess you wouldn't have mage armor on either. Uh, it lasts for eight hours. I kind of... I well, kind here's of been... the thing. Actually, you didn't sleep last oh, night. Oh, you don't have a long rest. <gasps> Jack, as a character who has not 
performed a long rest, someone who chose to obviously go and rescue his boyfriend from jail and investigate the Hall of Serenity and and try to find out as much as you can about what was happening, from foregoing your long rest, you have accumulated one level of exhaustion. Gotcha. So you're going to be performing all of your ability checks during this combat with disadvantage. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Drink coffee quick. So the tiefling goes invisible, you presume, vanishes somehow. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have the bandit captain who is menacing you, Jack. He's just slashed at you twice with an axe, yep. and you've dodged his companion's advances on you, and he growls at you. He's going to... Seems like a real bully, this guy. <laughs> yeah, they're all bullies. This whole group, yeah. Um, he's going to menace you and he's going to try to intimidate you into submitting so he brandishes his axe at you maybe he tickles your chin with it a little bit backs you into a corner and he says come on now we don't have to show your boyfriend what the color of your guts looks like today (laughs) let me roll an intimidation check this is the third natural one oh. on this green dice. Shame, 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 shame. shame with shame, gold numbers. Shame, shame. I'm shaming hey. it. Shame, shame. <sighs> all right. He, so he says all that, and obviously you're unimpressed, Jack. You've just put a wizard in a corner in my boyfriend's bar. And I care about this place, but things can be replaced. So if it's going to go down, it's not going to be pretty for any of us. I'll show you how not pretty something like this can get. And he swings his axe at you twice. Sure. Um, that's a seventeen to hit you. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bring the shield up and just like look at him and close my fist and have this energy come around me and just again like with the other magic, just say no. I love it. And then a twenty to hit you, I believe. A twenty will hit, yeah. The twenty hits. So you bring up your shield, and his axe just clangs off of the shield. The second hit, though, he. He sees what you've done here. He runs with a mage. He knows what shield looks like. And he gets the axe head up underneath and sort of just slashes at your thigh. (laughs) You take six slashing damage. So it's not a big hit, but he draws blood again from you. Sneering. Red. You are outside of the Copper Cup Fest Hall in the street. You're maybe 15 feet away at this point. I think Red, like, we're very casually walking up to the front, and he, like, puts his hand over the front door, and he stops. He's like, you know, Jack and Torn have been through a lot. Maybe we should give them some space. Plenty of bars down the street. But we don't know the owners of the bars down the street. Come on, this is free beer here. And not only that, but I get to see Torin. I haven't seen him in a long time. Come on. Kraloff has his hands full of cupcakes. And he says, and I've got to pitch that idea to Torin about calling it the Copper Cupcake Hall. (sighs) That was a good idea. (laughs) All right. I guess we'll go in. And Red opens the door. And uh, what do I see? The back of this big orc? No, you see like the oh. side of this big orc. He's keeping one eye on what's going on in the fest hall and he's keeping one eye on the door. Yeah. So, you know, you appear to him as a patron and he turns to you and he says, bar's closed. He tries to close the door in your face. And Red puts his foot in the door. Oh, no, 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 we know the owner. Uh, Torin's a friend of ours and I sort of push my way in or try to. Yeah, why don't you make an athletics check? Uh, for like a dodge or to push the door? To push the door well, open. Well, I think I would like let it shut if it was that. Yeah, he's like closing the door on you. And I'm like, we know that. Oh, oh. Can I roll a perception from what I maybe saw when the door was open? Absolutely. 16. Yeah, you get a good look across the bar. You see Jack and Torin against the wall behind the bar with a bunch of dudes like real close. And Red flashes to the other two, heat in his eyes and anger. And he says, Doran, kick the fucking Doran. And I ready my action for when Doran kicks the fucking Doran. I mean, it's Doran's turn next. I know. So you just wait, and then Doran, what do you do? Not even. Red pulls out his bow, readies an arrow, and aims it directly at the head of the guy on the other side of the door, and then nods to Doran. Doran's adrenaline immediately begins to start rushing as soon as Red says something. Without hesitation, Doran pulls his axe from his sheath and then charges the door. Let's do a strength contest. 22. You put your shoulder to the door and with a creak of wood and a confused 
from the other side. You like slide this half orc bandit back on his heels as you make a dwarf sized crack in the door. So it opens like a good foot and a half red. You can see him through it. The minute the door cracks open enough and I see this orc sort of tumbling back, red lets loose an arrow. Yeah, I rolled a hit. 15 to hit. That hits. 28 damage. Your arrow goes through the side of this guy's head as if he's wearing one of those arrow headbands, but without the headband. Like through one temple, out the other, and he falls to the ground dead, leaking blood everywhere. Red then readies another arrow immediately and fires again at the first combat and he can see. There's two guys behind the bar, one beside Jack, one beside Torin, and then there's the captain. Red fires at the guy beside Torin. He's like grappling Torin. You can see he's got Torin in a headlock. Torin's face is starting to turn red a little bit. 11. No, you miss. Damn. So the arrow just like smashes a bottle next to this guy's face and red just screams out, charge him, Torin. So Doran, you moved 10 feet to get up next to the yeah. door where the bandit was, uh, now is slumped against the door. Yeah. What do you do? I dash into the room, 60 feet jumping over tables, and land about middle of the bar and look around for, to get my bearings. There's some real visible relief that washes over Jack's face to see Doran, like, hoop it into the bar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not only that, imagine the scene when, like, this orc standing at the door gets the door yeah. bashed in on him and arrows straight through his head. He falls yeah. over dead. Then Doran runs in. Yeah. It's a cool scene. Like a fucking avalanche, yeah. this dwarf. <laughs> Not only that, but Doran lets out a cry. What's going on here? As another combatant enters the bar, the woman on the stairs in the dark clothes, she swings her crossbow to address this new threat and fires. Mm. It's a 19 to hit you, Dorn. That Oof. hits. Ooh, you're going to take some serious damage. Mm. Uh-oh. Actually, this is kind of decent for you, though. So it's nine piercing damage. Okay. And then something courses through your veins that makes you feel sick and queasy. However, as a dwarf, you have uh, resistance to poison damage, correct? I do. I do. Natural. Make a constitution save. Uh, saving throw is a nine. So, unfortunately, you take full damage on this, which as a dwarf is only half damage because you have poison resistance, which is great because that would be 26 damage. Oh, wow. So, you take 13 damage. So, she swings her crossbow from pointing behind the bar to pointing towards the doorway Mm. and looses an arrow that drives deep into your shoulder. It's Torin's turn. He's struggling with the bandit that has him in a headlock. He is going to do his best to escape this grapple and to run. Let's see how he does here. Um, Okay, that's a 16 to escape the grapple and the bandit, 11. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Torin scrambles out, just makes his shoulders real small and just like pops out from the headlock. Uh, He's going to take an attack of opportunity as this bandit tries to stab him with a knife that he has in his other hand. Torin takes three damage, which is, I mean, thats he doesn't have a lot of hit points. We'll put it that way. Listen here. I haven't been violent yet. This is your last chance to walk out of here with your lives, friends. What is that, like the fourth time you said that? (laughs) I'm not going to do another last chance. The bandit looks over his shoulder at you, and you see that Torrin's taken a knife between the ribs as he makes a dash towards the door. Torrin sort of limps as quickly as he can to behind where some casks of ale are stacked. And Jack, you know that there's a back door back there. Torrin is trying to get... Mm -hmm. Closer to the exit, if not flee entirely. Um, And he looks at you with like pain and fear in his eyes. Jack, what do I do? Just get out of here. Get safe. Class is Jack. Always pushing me away. (laughs) It's It's the assassin's turn. The woman on the stairs, she's going to take another shot at Doran as he advances into the bar. She wants to keep hold on this situation. Here she goes. She's going to try. 24 to hit you. Yep. Four piercing damage. Ah! Make a constitution saving throw. Fifteen. Ah, great. So you saved against this poison, which means you're taking half of your half. Perfect. So you take five damage only from this arrow. 
All right, Jack, it's your turn. You see Doran coming into the bar. He's getting peppered with arrows from the second floor. Torin gets stabbed, but he staggers away, bleeding. What do you do now? Yeah, I'm going to say, watch out for their invisible mage. (laughs) (laughs) And going to have... Threaten them again with a last chance. Do it again. (laughs) It's not going to work. Now we're getting getting serious. Um, It's getting spicy in here. Jack grabs the Spellguard Sphere from his pouch and and it fills full of energy and these bursting rays of sunlight sort of goosed with all of his magical alchemical know-how come shooting out in magic missiles into the face of the two folks in front of him. Wow, okay. Cool. Sounds great. So you you hit them with these glowing magical rays. Yeah. Uh, Two on one and one on the other, or how many rays are we talking? Uh, Four darts shoot out at the captain for 58 damage, and the other two go out to the twin beside me for 22 damage as these, you know, six bolts of radiant lethandrian force come come shooting out of them around the chain, sort of lashing out and wrapping around these folks. It's spectacular to behold. Your body just starts shooting these missiles of light out at the two dudes who are fighting you. The bandit captain takes four of these missiles of energy to the chest and he stumbles backward a step, blood coming out of his ears and he braces himself against the bar. He's still up, but he's not doing good. The bandit who was menacing you, trying to get you in a headlock earlier, he just collapses in a pile of ash. Whoa! Dully smoking. I reach to my belt again and pull out the decanter of endless water. And as a bonus action, (laughs) point it at the captain and say, Geyser. (laughs) And just this huge spurt of water flings right at the captain who could make me a DC 13 strength save, please. All right. Oh yeah, no problem. 15. He just gets roll roll wet. Um, so he braces himself against the spray of water from the decanter. Are you done, Jack? I I am done, yeah. Could, I, you, could you have Kieran land near the invisible creature so that I could fire oh, at Oh fuck, he can see invisibility. Yeah, oh. Yeah. Dude, yeah. yeah I yeah. didn't even think about that. Um, as Jack moves towards the captain, he mentally communicates to Kieran, go fly towards the invisible creature. And I'll shout to, to Red, Kieran's marking the invisible mage. So Kieran flies over the bar and sort of does like a little tight wheel in the air just above the farthest corner of the bar, indicating the mage is like right adjacent to them. Good turn, Jack. Yeah. We're seeing some fury here. Mm-hmm. And you catch just a glimpse of Torin as he peeks out from behind the cask of ale that he's hiding behind. And it's like this. That poor boy. There's like, it's fear and admiration and love and and injury yeah. all like warring on his face. Kraloth, it's your turn. You are outside the bar. You watch as Red fires in. Doran runs in. You hear like the familiar sound of magic missile. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know it very it's well. It's like hiss- hissing explosion. What do you do? Kraloth slings his shield off of his back and he turns to Red and he says, I'm going to run around back, see if I can get him through the kitchen. Kraloth, this isn't a time for food. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I have a plan. Okay. And he's going to take off at a sprint. Great. So you dash around the side of the bar, like through an alleyway, ducking underneath laundry, vaulting over some like discarded crates. And I make it along the wall and I'm going as quickly as I can. Good. So I can get to the window. So I can kind of see in the window. I can kind of peer around it. Yes. You dash through the alleyway and you can see through kind of a dusty window, the action unfolding in the bar as you sprint. All right. And uh, Kraloth gets to this this window and he leans in and sees Doran running in and taking these arrows. And he whispers a few words and a shimmer of light surrounds Doran as I cast Shield of Faith on him and continue to run forwards. And as I do, I whisper, hang in there, Jack. The final member of the rabble, the bandit who had been headlocking Torin, decides to help his captain. So he moves forward to menace Jack, and he tries to stab him with his scimitar. Consider not. You killed my twin brother! I don't want you to, so just... You killed him! I mean, that's fair. He raises his scimitar and then brings it down... On your head, Jack. Oh, my God. Um, 
That is 16 to hit you. Uh, that will hit. You take five points of slashing damage. Oh, no. Yikes. Oh, no. It is the mage's turn, wherever they may be. Hint, hint. We, we don't know that. There's no way you can know where a mage is. She's got uh, magic missiles of her own. Cool. Jack Doran, you watch as these missiles of force erupt from a spot beside the bar. One of them strikes Kieran for five damage. Yeah, Kieran is knocked back spinning and just erupts into a puff of leaves from the forest that drift down to the ground and then evaporate into to magical dust as they are destroyed. Mm-hmm. No! So the mage destroys Kieran? your familiar... Then a bolt of force sears through the bar and explodes on Doran. You take five points of force damage, Doran. Okay. And a third dart of force curls over the bar around the bandit captain. And Jack, you take three points of force damage. Ow. (laughs) Next up, the bandit captain. He is going to disengage from you, Jack. Mm. He's going to climb atop the bar and he turns toward the assassin on the stairs and he starts berating her. What are you doing? Over here! Don't you see there's a mage? Coughs up blood from that busted lung. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he directs her uh, to whom he would like to attack next. Red, it's your turn. Red bursts through the front door and sees the scene before him. Doran standing in the center, taking hits from this woman on the stairs with the crossbow and Jack being grievously injured in the back. He readies his first attack to take out the woman on the stairs. I'm going to move so that I can cast Hunter's Mark, so I'll be within 90 feet of her. Cool. So you like rush in between these two tables on the floor. He pulls out the scone from his pocket and stuffs it in his mouth and looks at Kraloth through the window, giving him a thumbs up. Then he fires at the assassin on the stairs. And I'm going to use my inspiration on this. Yeah. Let's do it. Dirty 20. Yeah, you hit. 28 damage. Nicely done. Nice. Yeah, I'll attack her again. Uh, 19 hit. Yep. 20 damage. Great. Doran, what do you do? Doran hears the captain say, you know, take care of the mage or whatever. And Doran's adrenaline amps up even more because he realizes that they're attacking Jack. Doran charges in and he goes straight for the captain. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to use his uh, action surge, which allows me to perform an additional action. Mm-hmm. And I leap over the bar, maybe through this captain's legs, you know? Oh, I like it. And I slide onto the floor, um, essentially sitting right beside Jack and this sandy-haired <laughs> twin. And and I guess sort of like a soldier in a trench war, I kind of yeah. land on the ground and I say, I'm here. And I... Just in time, Doran. Pulling my, my axe, I, I ready to attack uh, on my next turn, whoever is closest by. I love it. It's Torin's turn. He's going to stand up from behind where he's hiding, grab another bottle from the floor beside him where Jack and he had been sorting things before this whole terrible ordeal even started. He grabs a bottle, hefts it, and takes aim and throws it at the bandit captain who's standing on top of the bar. Yeah, unfortunately that misses, so the bottle just shatters at the captain's feet and then Torin again ducks back behind the barrel where he was taking cover. Ow, 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 glass. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> Why did I do this barefoot? Um, It's the assassin on the <laughs> stairs' turn. She did not like taking those arrow hits from you, Red. She ducks behind the banister and hides as a bonus action. Mm. It's a natural 20 to hide. Better than a natural 20 to hit you, darling. So she is going to attack and also deal sneak damage at you with her crossbow. Cross. If she hits. That's a natural 20 Ooh. to hit. Oh, Damn. God. Oh, Sorry. Oh, Two natural oh, oh. 20s in a row. I might be dead. Path of the grave? Are you within? Nope. I'm not within range. Uh, oh, uh, Kraloth is you, around the side. Joe, he can Joe, see it save, happen, but he can't this. do you anything. Get, you, get a net, you get a crit. I mean, it's, it's a lot of dice. This might be the most dice I've ever rolled. 
because it's a 1d8 for her crossbow damage. Then I've got sneak dice and poison dice. I'm doubling everything. Oh, no. Shit. Um, yeah, it's a lot of dice, my friends. All right. I could die here. 17 piercing damage and 30 poison damage. Make a constitution saving throw. Oh, boy. Here we go. 16. You make it. Fuck yeah. So only 15 of that poison damage gets through as you steal your resolve against the effects of this poison. Beautiful. Not bad. That means I would have had one hit point had had I failed it. Jack, it's your turn. You watch as Red takes this awful hit from the lady wielding the crossbow on the stairs. Doran's right beside you, breathing heavy, smelling awful. If only Kieran was here to really savor that smell, but sadly... Um, <laughs> so Jack points the decanter of endless water at the twin uh, standing in front of him and shouts geyser and blasts him with water. That's an 11 to save. That'll fail, so he can take 1d4 damage and fall prone. All right, I got a four on that. Beautiful. That's what I want to hear. Nice. Uh, Jack's then going to slowly back away to get under the stairs so that assassin can't see him. Okay, the bandit's going to make like a wild swing with his scimitar. Attacks you with disadvantage for opportunity attack. That's a three to hit. That's going to miss. So Jack gets under the stairs and has now his spellguard sphere from these chains he's wrapped around it hanging, which glows and now thunders this big humming ring as he tries to pull the life of the captain who's standing on the bar out of him. So that would be a saving throw. What kind? Wisdom saving throw. I got a five. That won't do it. And since he's already injured, he's going to take 2d12 damage. Whoa. uh, Which works out to 23. Mm. From your position under the stairs, Jack, with your spell guard sphere in hand, your spell lances across the bar and sucks the life out of this captain. He collapses in a dry, withered husk and slumps off the bar. His corpse hits the ground with a dull smack. And I think Jack's still like one hand on the geyser, the other hand on the sphere, sort of looking around, almost like he's looking for his next target. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kraloth, what happens next? Kraloth keeps running. I'm coming, Jack! <laughs> and uh, he moves 60 feet. Yeah, you hug the corners, you bash through the door with your shoulder. I look around, I take in my surroundings, what do I see? Yeah, right in front of you is the kitchen. There's some appetizing smells, (laughs) something is being uh, Mm. roasted in the oven. There is no cook in the kitchen because all the staff is probably cowering upstairs and you see Torin, who's hiding behind one of these barrels, he's finding his next projectile right now and he turns, looks over his shoulder at you as you bust in through the door. He's like, he like flinches away from you, not sure if you're friend or foe. It's okay, Torin. It's going to be all right. You stay down, though, and I can I can see the wound in his in his gut. Kraloth! And uh, I'm going to cast Sanctuary as a bonus action on him. Cool. Nice. Thank you. Good one. Yeah, it'll last for a minute. The bandit beside you, Doran, who was just begeysered, stands up with half of his movement, and then he swings at you with his scimitar. Of course he does. He's going to try to. That's 11 to hit you. And he misses. Like a pathetic loser. (laughs) (laughs) How do you really feel? (laughs) You block, maybe using the haft of Orc Splitter, Mm -hmm. and his scimitar is harmlessly rebuffed. You call that an attack, you weak scoundrel? (laughs) Oh, you know what? I'm going to repost. Hey, I like it. So that's going to probably hit with a 19. It certainly does. And So 14 damage. Wow, yeah. So he swings at me, and his scimitar um, goes over my head and and sticks into the side of the bar, and I swing my axe wildly back at him, and I hit him right in the gut with the end of Orc Splitter. Wow. Fuck yeah. Okay. I can't believe you're still living after that. He looks down at his stomach. He can't believe he's living either. Doran, as you attack this bandit, and nearly cut him in half, you feel something come over you. Make a wisdom saving throw. Straight up 19. Straight up. Wow. Nice. All right. Dorn isn't smart, but he is wise. (laughs) (laughs) You were nearly enchanted, and you shrug off its effects. Something's going on funny here. There's something magical, some magical presence I'm feeling. I yell out loud. Next up, dead captain. 
Let me just strike that from the record. Dead captain. <laughs> he releases his bowels. Ew, Justin. He shits all Sorry, over Sorry, it's what happens. Red, it's your turn. I'm not cleaning that up. This is nature, Joe. It's beautiful. <laughs> Decomposition. <laughs> what do you do, Red? Red is going to kill this chick on the stairs. All right. Let's see it happen. Uh, that would be an eight to hit. You miss. And I'll attack again. Uh, 13 to hit. No, you miss. Damn. And then Red is going to move back so that he is in full cover behind the wall near the front door. Nice. Cool. Uh, it's Torin's turn. I think seeing that the bar is largely being protected by his boyfriend and his boyfriend's friends, he's going to carefully run back through the back room to where Kraloth is standing and he's going to hang out in the kitchen for a little bit and he's just going to like recover his stamina because that stab wound did not do him any favors. Give him a scone. (laughs) Kraloth, there's a... There's a mage that's invisible somewhere in the bar. There's one more bandit, and there's an assassin on the stairs. All right. You going to be okay there? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. I mean, he's putting on a brave face. It's going to be all right. We'll take care of it. Here. And he just reaches into his pouch and throws out some bandages. Yeah, like the cleanest gauze or rags or whatever that you have. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and he starts bandaging himself. It's the assassin's turn. Because Red was able to hide himself away from her, she's going to have to stalk. She stalks down the stairs and starts hunting around the bar for other targets. She casts her eye at Jack, who's hiding underneath the stairs, and she aims her crossbow at him. This is the end. Throw down the sphere. Uh, Sure. You roll it towards her? Yeah, I'll toss it in the ground. Yeah, she picks it up. She's got your arcane focus now. Mm. One of them, yep. Uh, and then she fires an arrow at you. All right. 24 to hit. Oof. Uh, a 24 will hit, yeah. You take seven piercing damage. Mm-hmm. Make a constitution saving throw. 15. Ooh, you save. So you take a total of 11 poison damage. As she fires a poison dart into your side. Jack goes down. Oh. And then with her remaining five feet of movement, she continues to walk towards you, intending fully to find out what kind of cool trinkets you got on your body. Good ones. Jack, make a saving throw against death. (gasps) Three. Oh! Uh, that's one fail. No, Torn doesn't see any of this because he is hiding in the kitchen with Kraloth. Hiding in the kitchen with Kraloth. <laughs> Kraloth, it's your turn. You've just handed Torn some bandages. He's told you to take care of his love. <laughs> Don't worry. Opens the door. Oh, shit. Shuts the door. Torn. Uh, Kraloth hears the familiar twang of a crossbow and. Um, I got to get in there. And he runs past Doran, (laughs) bursts through the doors, and uh, immediately he sees this assassin stalking towards Jack. Yeah. And he immediately casts Hold Person. Don't move a muscle. Oh. Oh, I love it. Nice one. How does that work? It is a concentration spell, unfortunately, so uh, uh, you're going to lose your AC, Alex. It's okay. Thank you. Choose a humanoid that you can see within range. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be paralyzed for the duration at the end of each of its turns. Target can make another wisdom saving throw. Blah, blah, blah. Here we go. That's an 11. The wisdom save is a fail. Nice. Hold person is in effect. So this creature is now paralyzed and a paralyzed creature is incapacitated. Can't move or speak. Automatically fails strength and dexterity. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage. And an attack that hits the creature is a critical hit if the attacker is within five feet of the creature. So uh, Kraloth does this and says, Red, take her down. She's vulnerable. On it, buddy. Nice. Uh, It's the rabble's turn. The bandit stands up with half of his movement and tries valiantly to down the dwarf that's in front of him. Good luck. (laughs) Uh, Swing and a miss. Doran turns and takes a swig of beer on the bar casually. Maybe I should just do another repose. Fucking do it. You're a hero. You're a hero, Doran. You're a hero. Use those actions when you got him. There's no reason to save it. So he does. 
you swing at me, you're going to get it. And that's a 22 to hit. Yeah, you hit. Doing 16 damage. What does it look like when you kill this man? As he stands up and tries to swing, he misses me again, hitting almost the same spot. Oh, I imagine his scimitar just like cuts heavily into the bar and he's like trying to pull Mm -hmm. it out. And Doran pulls his axe out from the stomach of this guy and puts it right back in with a little bit more force, cutting his spine in half. Gross. Watches this person not fully fall apart. There's still skin and guts holding the two halves of his body together, but his spine is fully severed and he kind of like collapses in a broken heap. Gross. I love it. Take that, you bastard. I mean... The tiefling comes back into view. <laughs> yeah, just pops into existence as she casts a spell at you, Doran. Another one. This one, I would like you to please make another wisdom save. It's going to be a straight up 13. Straight up. No, you fail. <gasps> oh, unwise Doran. Doran's not a smart dwarf. Or a wise dwarf. Doran, all around you. There are manifestations of your deepest nightmares. Oh, God. What do you see? What is the illusory image that starts to plague your consciousness? It's right there at the forefront of my mind, surrounded by my dead wife and her dead family. She's dead? Yes, (gasps) as well as my dead friends that died under Danlin's Peak. And they're like all pointing their fingers and saying, it's all your fault, it's all your fault, it's all your fault, it's all your fault. Yeah. So you take this psychic assault, seeing the bodies of all of your friends and loved ones that you failed, that you killed inadvertently or advertently. (laughs) No. No. Crawling towards you from underneath the bar tables, their faces reflected at you from every pint glass. I look anywhere. I, I, I curl up into a ball and start crawling under the bar. Red, it's your turn. Red steps out from behind cover to see the two women in the center of the bar, one frozen stiff, the other casting on Doran. He sees Jack down, Kraloth panicked, looking towards him. Red puts one foot on the head of the fallen orc in the front door and pulls the arrow out, (laughs) wiping the blood off on his pant leg and readies it and fires at the woman who is paralyzed. All right. No sense wasting an arrow on you. That will be a 23 to hit. You do. 27 damage. Nice. Nice. The arrow sinks deeply into the space between her shoulder and her neck. You see like a spurt of blood just hit the wall. Uh, And I'll fire again. Mm-hmm. He'll turn his focus towards the mage and attack her for this next attack. All right. 15 to hit. You hit. Ooh. Nice. Doing 20 damage. Okay, great. And Red moves back into full cover. All right, Doran, it's your turn. All right. So am I just shocked still or am I okay to move? Or Orc Splitter starts whispering in your ear and she's like, Doran, Doran, don't worry about it. Doran. We can kill anything. We can kill anything. You're right. Fuck yeah. And the bodies of your friends that died in your care just start like smiling at you and like winking. (laughs) Thumbs up. And then they like. uh, Yeah, like decapitated. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You're right. They just slowly disappear into the floor. You are immune from the spell essentially because you are not frightened of this person. Fuck yeah. You're, You're right. Doran shakes his head and isn't frightened of this uh, spell that this uh, mage has cast upon him. He stands up, looks around with his eyes just barely peering over the edge of the bar, and he <laughs> leaps across the room. Orc Splitter's like lending you all this bravery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! Look at this fucking standing leap up onto the bar. I leap across and with a foul swoop I swing my axe while mid-air and attack the uh, paralyzed assassin. Roll to hit. You have advantage to hit her. 25. Oh shit, and it's crit auto crits. Oh, it's auto crit as well. It's an auto crit. Because it's within uh, five feet. Yeah, yeah. 
because we're within five feet and she's paralyzed. Great. So Doran, you leap through the air, orc splitter at the ready. You land directly beside this assassin who's paralyzed. You still see like fear reflected in her eyes, seeing her quarry now directly beside her. And how do you put her down? I say, you should have split. <laughs> and orc splitter in your hands, you chop her to pieces. In true Doran fashion, not just once, but a few times. I want you to make a wisdom saving throw with advantage. Okay. Um, that's going to be uh, an eight. Oh. With advantage? With advantage. Oh, yikes. Okay. Um, so you are not frightened, but you are going to take 21 damage. Yikes. Oh. oh. Damn. Psychic damage? Yeah. Jack, make a save against death. 16. Nice. All right. That's one save, one fail. Kraloth, your turn. Kraloth sees the uh, the assassin go down, and he also sees Jack bleeding out on the floor, and he runs towards him, and when he gets within 30 feet, he's going to cast Spare the Dying as a bonus action. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, so Jack is going to be okay. <laughs> and then he turns his sights on the remaining tiefling, and then I'm going to shout to Red, the old one too, and cast Path to the Grave which is going to uh, make it so that the next hit against her does double damage. And I'm also going to give Red my inspiration. Oh, oh beautiful. Oh, wow. Right. Take her out. I love it. It's the mage's turn. She casts lightning bolt on you, Justin. Oof. So erupting from her hands, she jolts you with this bolt of electricity. <laughs> lightning bolt, lightning bolt. Between you and me, you've had enough lightning for one day. Make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> My specialty. You're going to rock it. You got this, Kraloth. Four. Yeah, you fail. Oh, oh no. I can't imagine. You are hit in the chest by this bolt of lightning. It throws you back. <gasps> you take 22 lightning damage. Jesus. Oof. The lightning also ignites a table nearby and it starts crackling into flames and as you shake your head hard to get yourself back in the moment back in the fight you hear the voice of your captain he walks out from behind the bar you see this ghostly figure behind the mage like 20 feet away from you and he just says get back in the fight soldier yes sir Red, it's your turn. Red walks out from behind cover and approaches, so he's within 90 feet. Mm -hmm. As a bonus action, he moves his hunter's mark onto the mage. With advantage, he's going to roll using his Colossus Slayer, and he is going to down this mage. (laughs) Roll to hit. 16 to hit. Your arrow flies true, but then a shield goes up, and your arrow flies off to the side. Yes. That was with advantage too, eh? Yes. I don't have advantage anymore. Yeah, that was inspiration. I got another inspiration for you. Yeah? Sure, take mine. I'll take it. Here we go. Red takes another arrow. This one, a special arrow made with the Liferless branch. Yes. Mm. He's been holding on to these for a while. Come on, buddy. The branch of the Liferless. 18? No. No! Yeah, so this translucent shimmering shield deflects both of your arrows red and she smiles at you from behind it wickedly. Doran, it's your turn. Doran, it's your time. Kill her. I mean, any damage to her does it, so. Yep. Yeah. And you run forward. Yeah, and I'm going to swing my axe wildly. Do it. It's the old one, two, three. Do I'm it. I'm going to use my inspiration for this. Yeah, do it, Doran. The old one, two, three. That's good. A four and an 18, so that's going to be a 27 to hit. <laughs> oh. 27 to hit? Yeah. Yeah, it lands true. Nice. So you double damage because of Path to the Grave? The next time you or an ally hits the cursed creature with an attack, the creature has vulnerability. So Doran, roll damage, and this creature takes double whatever you deal. Okay, so 34 damage. Oh! Whoa. So as this mage has her shield up and busily deflecting arrows from red, Doran, you see your opportunity and you stride forward and confidently with strength bury axe splitter deep between her shoulder blades and she goes down on one knee and then she collapses. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good right. job, guys. Just like your friends. <sighs> Good job, guys. 
Jack. I run over to Jack. Oh, but th- there's a fire. There's a fire. Torin, get a bucket of water or something. Torin runs out from the kitchen with a bucket of water, throws it on the table, and then sees you all gathered around Kraloth. Where's Jack? And then he sees him underneath the stairs and he goes running to him and holds him in his arms. Kraloth! Kraloth! Torin, Torin. Like I said, it's going to be all right. Kellumvor's got your boy. And he's going to cast Cure Wounds on Jack. Jack, you come to, you're looking up and like the blurry rafters of the bar come into focus. And then you see your friends standing around you and Torin, this worried face. It's all right. It's going to be okay. Don't you ever scare me like that again. Torin. And Red puts a hand on Torin's shoulder. Just wait to hear what Kraloth wants to call the Copper Cup Hall. That was quite the fight! Thanks once again to our wonderful Patreon supporters Christopher Ryan Evans, Mitchell Cadwell, Perrin Caristi, Mary Karniski, Jessica Orrit, Colin Burkhart, Daniel Doug, Katie Orrit, and Merlin. See you soon! Do 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 do. Who is he? He is called Ven and Mortis. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.